Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Scoop it up! <laughs> Jason Shear. Scoopity scoop scoop. With at Shear Scoop on occasion, but Jason Shear. Um, this is the second podcast of the week as we are going to preview Washington's defense. That Husky D. The Husky D. Do you remember when we went to Washington on our honeymoon and all the frats had like the no pity for the kitty signs and all of that? Yeah, it was a fun trip. The result wasn't fun, but it was a fun trip. It was a fun trip. You and Sark became best buddies on that trip. Mm-hmm. No, we became lifelong enemies on that trip. Yeah, Shelby heard Sark uh, talking to a female reporter off record and just completely just shitting on Nick Foles. And, and I've said this before, I really hope when Nick Foles won a Super Bowl when he was with Philly that he sent Sark a dozen red F.U. roses. Yeah, basically, long story short, Shelby drove Sark to becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> and oh yeah, that's my fault too. Now that they've separated for a few years, Sark is back on track, but should Texas play Arizona, I'll Watch bet out. Yeah, All bets are off. That that's my personal history with uh, Steve Sarkeesian. So, um, but we are not here to talk about that. We can if you want to. We could talk about it more, but whatever. Um, we're here to really talk about Washington's defense and uh, that Husky D. We we've already said that. That was my nickname in high school. Really? No. <laughs> that's interesting. We should call Agora High School and see what happens. Uh, no. No. Okay. Uh, we'll start with number one, where people usually start. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong I'm with missing, us. We're so silly I'm missing again. my 20-year reunion. I know. Uh, for this game right here. I and know. because I have no desire. Jason had no to desire to go, but also... But if there's, any Agora, if there's any Agora Chargers class of 01 listening, I see you, baby. Yeah. I haven't really been to any of mine either, so... Flow Dub Caballeros. That's right. We should just start going to random schools reunions and pretending like we went to that school. I'm sure. Like, oh, don't you remember me? And then when they say no, we'll just be like. We could have a bet, like, who gets the farthest when, like, talking to people. What was that movie about the reunion with Lisa Kudrow? Romain Michelle's High School Reunion. I love that movie. And that was supposed to be set in Tucson. And it's the worst Hollywood job ever because it looks like Southern California. That movie's so good, though. That is a really good movie. Who's the other chick in it? It's Michelle, uh, it's Lisa Kudrow and, oh my God, my brain just, oh, uh, Mira Servino. That's right. Yeah. Her dad's Paul Servino. Thank you, Shelby. Yep. Would you like her IMDb stats as well? <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, back to what we're supposed to talk about. So growing up in Agora <laughs> was, I was born in 1980. Okay, Jason, we have to rein it in. We have to. Beverly Hills, Cedar sinai and we don't have anything interesting to talk about tonight that rhymes with penis. I mean, Penix. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the worst Freudian slip, maybe, of all time. That was so good. Uh, yeah, so back to Washington's defense. It's probably our last podcast after that. Should we rewind this and edit this out? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. All right, number one. Brennan Carroll said that UW has guys ready for the NFL on the defensive line. What does that look like? It looks like guys that are ready for the NFL. And now, physically, they look like they're ready. Um, it's Emotionally. Not like, it's not like they have like eight pros just sitting there 
Um, so they do 4-2-5. They're going to play four defensive linemen, two edges. First edge uh, is Jeremiah Martin. If you remember back in the day, Arizona actually recruited him. Uh, he wound up going to Texas A&M. Um, he played 13 games at A&M as a true freshman, 10 as a sophomore, nine after that, and then transferred um, transferred to uh, Washington. Um, and since then, uh, you know, he started all the games this season. He had one and a half sacks and a forced fumble versus Stanford, had a sack against UCLA, three tackles ASU. Last year played in 11 of 12 games, uh, started against Washington State. A, a very solid player. You know, he, he may not be, like, dominant, but he, he's solid. He gets the job done. Uh, the other edge is, uh, they kind of go two-fold, but Braylon Trice is another edge. He's played in every game this season, starting all but one against Kent State. He had a sack and four tackles. Four tackles, two-and-a-half for loss, and one-and-a-half sacks against Portland State. Three tackles for loss and two sacks against Stanford. Three tackles at UCLA. Um, so he's been solid. And ZTF, my boy ZTF, Zion, I don't even try it. ZTF. <laughs> he's a, another edge. When healthy, he's really good. Kind of battles inconsistency. Um, you know, at one point, he looked like he was going to be one of the best defenders in the country. But he had a one and a half sacks and a forced fumble against Stanford. Um, two tackles and a pass breakup against UCLA. Uh, and then you go inside. And last game, he was hurt. He was on a kind of a pitch count. Of course, it's Arizona, so he won't be this week. He'll probably be 90 snaps. Uh, I'll just say Tule. We'll just call him Tule. Uh, has started each of the season's first five games. Three tackles, two pass breakups against UCLA. Again, didn't play at ASU, but had uh, three tackles and a half a tackle for loss. Big dude, 6'1", 307. And then on the inside, you also have Fatue Tuatele. Started all games, half a sack, and two fumble recoveries for Stanford. 6'3", 302. Physically... They're about as big of a defensive line in the conference. These guys are all big. They're all physical. They're aggressive on the defensive line. They're very stout against the run. Um, you know, it's similar to Oregon. They're probably not as good against the run as Oregon is this season so far. They're definitely not as good in the secondary as Oregon is. Um, but Washington definitely has the uh, the personnel, I should say, to uh, to contain Arizona's run game. Uh, they you can run on Washington. It's not like it's impossible, um, but it, it's kind of a situation where um, you know the, their weakness is clearly in the secondary. So it's kind of like if you're Arizona, um, kind of you know pick your poison kind of deal, right? And, and so it's you know how long do they do they wait? You know do they try to establish the run all that? So uh, it, it's it's going to be pretty interesting to see how Arizona attacks that. All right. Zion Tapuola Fatui. Oh, shut your mouth. ZTF, Shelby. That's well, all we got I was thinking it was like super hard because sometimes they're very long, but it seemed pretty easy. But all right, ZTF it is. Uh, question number two. There's been some good linebackers that play at UW throughout the years. Who plays the most there? So I'm iffy on Washington's linebackers this year. Uh, I think there's possibilities for talent, but I don't think they've necessarily played to that level. Cam Bright is a transfer from Pitt. Uh, he started each game this season. He had six tackles and a sack against Michigan State, four tackles, half a sack, and a pick uh, against Stanford, six tackles against UCLA, 
and 11 tackles uh, against ASU. That sounds impressive, but a lot of him, when you watch, he's kind of out of place a little bit. Um, his numbers aren't great each game. He's a guy where, you know, in coverage, he's not outstanding. And so he puts up solid numbers. But to me, at least, and Washington fans might disagree with this, I find them to be a little skewed at times. Um, they also have a guy named Christopher Mall. Arizona actually recruited Christopher Mall and never offered him and basically stopped recruiting him. Early in the process, it looked like he may go to Miami because um, that was kind of his hometown school. Never got that offer. I was like, oh, maybe Arizona will offer him. They haven't really offered him. He's average. I don't think Arizona really lost anything by not having him on the roster. Uh, Carson Bruner had five stops in the win against Stanford, four tackles, uh, including half a tackle for loss at UCLA, six tackles and one loss at ASU. Um, but he's not playing a ton of snaps at the linebacker position. He's getting most of his snaps on special teams. Then they have Alfonso Tuputala, Five tackles, half a tackle for loss against Michigan State. Six tackles, two sacks against Stanford. Nine tackles, UCLA. Three against ASU. He's been pretty solid. But this linebacker unit doesn't have that game-changer guy that Washington's had in the past where you're kind of going, you know, oh, crap. You know, Sermon uh, would have been big there. Obviously, he, he transferred to Cal to be with his dad. Um, you know, he, he would have been that solid linebacker. You know, maybe not outstanding all country wide you know honors but he would have been a guy to watch out for but they don't have that dominant present at linebacker they're good at times they've got guys that can make plays uh, but Arizona's probably seen better linebacking units already this this year okay and third question Washington's secondary has struggled this season why is that well to be fair it, they've been super injured and what happens when... Like, totes injured? Soup's inged. And what happens when you're injured is you're playing guys that are not in a position that they normally are. So they've moved certain guys around, and there's some, you know, uncomfortableness. Is that a word? Yeah. Uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. Um, because of guys moving. I just want to point out that the dogs are eating. They haven't ate all day. They wait for the podcast. Um, anyway. You hear that crunching... It's me eating husky bones. Wow, good teeth. Thanks. Uh, Elijah Jackson and, or Julius Irvin. So Julius Irvin was injured against ASU. Probably getting him back. I don't think it matters. I think Elijah Jackson will probably get the start. Redshirt freshman made his career his first career start against ASU and finished with three tackles. Irvin is a junior, has started four games at corner, uh, had a pick against Michigan State, one tackle against Stanford, four against UCLA. Uh, again, he's questionable. You know, I doubt he's full go, even if he is ready. But average right there. Other spot at corner, Jordan Perryman is a UC Davis transfer. Started against Kent State, made two tackles, missed the next three games or so to an injury. UCLA, four tackles, three tackles in the start against ASU. Average again. Uh, Alex Cook is the strong safety I, it, from from my viewpoint, and I haven't looked up the PFF numbers, I think he's really surprisingly struggled this season. Uh, he had nine tackles against Michigan State, seven against Stanford, 11 against UCLA, eight against ASU, and you're like, that's high tackle numbers until you realize he's your strong safety. And so you don't necessarily want him getting those type of numbers. As I always say, if your strong safety or your safeties are leading your team in tackles, it means that guys are getting to levels that they're not supposed to get to. Like Jackson Turner had like 13 tackles against Oregon or whatever it is. That's not good. You don't want that. That means that 
They're not in position. The tackles are coming in the secondary instead right. of up close. And so, to me, um, he has really, really struggled in man-to-man coverage. He has not been good in man-to-man coverage at all this season. And the problem is that doesn't bode well because a lot of times against Arizona with the receivers and the way they run, teams have played man against them quite a bit. I'm not sure Washington can do that because I just don't know who Alex Cook can cover out there. Um, And then they have Tristan Davis, true freshman, big kid. Arizona recruited him uh, a little bit. But again, true freshman. And he has had limited action. At free safety, um, also Turner was hurt, returned against ASU, then got ejected for targeting. Dang. Uh, He will be back. I would assume he gets the start. I think he's solid, not spectacular. His backup, or what I assume is his backup, uh, Cameron Fabib, something or another, Cameron F, we'll call him, has not been good this year. Kind of just another safety. Yeah, meh. So their secondary is just flat out not good. It has the potential at times to be good, but I think it's such a mishmash of players with injuries and guys out of place and other guys that are disappointing, like Alex Cook is supposed to be better than he has been all season. And now there could be games where all of a sudden it comes together, but at the end of the day, Arizona is still starting uh, Elijah Jackson at a corner or Julius Irvin, who just aren't very good. Perryman, there's a big jump from UC Davis to Washington, just not very good. And their backups are freshmen, and they're kind of moving things around. And so, you know, when when we talk about Arizona in the rebuild, uh, we talk about how the rebuild for this season, they did the offense, and now it's the defense. Washington pretty much took the same strategy. They brought in offense. They, they got, you know, Michael Penix and all that. But that defense, it's just not very, there's no depth there. They're one injury away on multiple positions from starting guys that have no business playing in games. Hmm. Sound familiar? I was going to say, this sounds remarkably familiar. Right. And so it's a situation where um, it's very similar to Arizona. There's some quality. It just hasn't shown up yet. It hasn't had time to bloom. Right. And the depth just is not there at all on the defensive side of the ball. Yet how long has Washington had to recruit this defense? Same deal. New coach, first year. So, I mean... You know, and it's weird because their last coach was Jimmy Lake, and you'd assume Jimmy Lake would have at least left. Oh, my dog just killed me. Would have at least left more defensive talent on this side of the ball, but really didn't. Like, you know, you'd assume there'd be more talent on defense, and and there isn't. It's just not very good to be. You know, it's it's pre- if you're facing Washington, your uh, your strategy is is pretty simple moving forward. You're going to throw the ball. And, and so uh, what... Well, uh, let me answer that. I, that's my last question. No, 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 no. Okay. So, like, you take a look at what happened last week. They lost to ASU, right? And, and so I'm not trying to diss ASU's offense, but they allowed 45 points uh, to ASU. Trenton Morgay, the quarterback, gets his first real action, goes 15 of 21 with three touchdowns, right? Now, the difference was they ran the ball. And so when they're running the ball, and, and, and look, Emory Jones was 7-9 for 59 yards when he left. So they finished 22 of 30 for 241 yards and three touchdowns. But they ran the ball 32 times for 156, right? Uh, against UCLA, they allowed 40 points. And even then, like DTR, I know he's really good, but he's out here, you know, three touchdowns, no picks, and they ran the ball. So... You can run the ball on Washington. Stanford, that game was a blowout, and Stanford didn't play well. It was 40-22. to 22. But Tanner McKee still threw for 286 and three touchdowns. 
And the running back, you know, he got sacked a lot, McKee, but Philkins, the running back, ran 20 times for 100 yards. It'll show up as 36 for 86 on the stats, but that's because McKee lost 30 yards by getting sacked. So you can move the ball on Washington on the ground. Arizona's going to try to run a, a balanced offense, but this secondary is still clearly the, uh, the weakness of the defense. Okay, well, um, I guess the logical question then is, can Arizona score on this defense? You know, it, it's in, like in the, in the early part of the season, Washington's defense looked solid. Now, it was kind of fool's gold because when you take a look, it looked solid against Kent State. It looked solid against Portland State. Against Michigan State, it looked solid. Michigan State, turns out, they're not very good. Yes, as you keep now, saying. Now, Michigan State, not very good. Thorne, their, their quarterback, for instance. And yeah, you know, some of this came late in the game or whatever, but you take a look at the, the junior quarterback. He had 323 yards against Washington, right? He had a completion percentage of 71% and a QB rating of 154, okay? At Washington. Ohio State, he passed for 113. Maryland, he passed for 221. Minnesota, 132. Akron, 212. Western Michigan, 233. His numbers against Washington were significantly better than any game of the season. He is not a good quarterback. He has nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. Three of those touchdowns came against Washington. This is not a good defense. Arizona, in reality, should be able to score quite a bit of points. And it should be able to do it in multiple ways. The running backs are good enough. The offensive line is good enough. The wide receivers, I think, are a major issue for Washington. Because Washington's defense has really struggled in man coverage and making plays out in the perimeter. And that's exactly what Arizona makes you defend. Like Jacob Cowing, those little out patterns that we've discussed where you get him the ball in the open field and then he kind of goes, mm -hmm. you're going to see that quite a bit. I think you're going to see more outside runs and outside screen passes quite a bit. There is no reason why Arizona can't score, and that's why the over-under for this game is like 72. Like this has shootout written all over it. I think the spread in Vegas is too high, but even if it wasn't, this has, you know, 42 to 35 written just all over it. Arizona should be able to move the ball effectively. The thing you worry about is Jaden Delora at UW. UW, I don't care what they say. Some guys are brushing it off. Some guys aren't. It's hard to play at. Planted the flag last year, Jaden Delora. At Washington, when he was at Washington State, I'm sure they'll remember that. Um, but Jaden Delora needs to be calm and not let emotions get to him. And if he's able to do that, I, I think he's going to put together. Remember what we talked about. In his career, he really hasn't had two bad games in a row. So he's in line now for a, for a good game. But... I would be really surprised if Arizona doesn't put up a good amount of points this weekend. It's just aiming to be that type of game. Well, especially with very similar defenses yes. and situation. Yeah. Okay. Washington is one of the worst defense. Like Mississippi State, better defense. Cal, better defense. Oregon, better defense. So there's a significant drop-off from Oregon to Washington. Uh, in my opinion, in the especially defense. against the run. And, and I know the numbers are kind of skewed. Uh, but a lot of that is because Washington secondary has given up a lot of yards. I think Oregon is, is a better defensive team. And also Oregon puts pressure on you. Now, look, I'm not saying Arizona is going to go out there and score 60 points and win this game. They, they still have to play defense. But uh, to me, at least, it has the indications of a game that's going to see quite a few points being put up by both teams. Well, that's good news. It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. I mean, I won't get to see it. 
because you know, event. You have a real job. It's stupid. <laughs> um, I think the thousands of people that are going might disagree with you. But. Okay. Well, what up, chefs? Chefs. What up, chefs? Ooh, nice nickname. Thanks. Because you shove people. Chef is also French for cheese. Yeah. You shiv people, but I changed it to chef for legal ramifications. I just throw cheese at people. Yeah. That's what I do. Shove you up. All right. You just got shoved. Dang. I like the way you shoved it. Oh my God. This is what I deal with. You got to shove it. All the time. I hope all of you listening to this, all in your car, wherever you're listening, think that he's hilarious. I just assume people take their clothes off and listen to this over Everyone before you started this podcast thought. That you were so serious and like maybe a little bit reserved. I am. I'm very reserved. You're the and maniac. You break no. doors and shit. I've never. <laughs> and you're you're singing. I'm not combative at all. You're singing Beauty and the Beast last night. Yeah, because Angela, my girl Angie, died. I know that was sad. No one died today though. Yet. I saw someone I on Facebook anyway. this morning said bad year to be ninety a ninety six year old or something like that. It was mean. Yeah, sad day. Uh, yeah, tragically lost at 96. To be fair, that's a, a really good life long lived, so. Long life lived. Look I don't know what I said. Did it sound good? I don't know. I don't listen to you most of the time. It's a keto successful marriage. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> 40% of the time you listen, 60% of the time you just say, yes, honey. Mm, Boom. That's what you say, right? Yes, honey. Okay, there we go. So, basically, it kind of sounds like we know where you're predicting is going. Oh, where do you think I'm going? You told me you were picking Washington, but reluctantly. Yeah, I think Washington probably guts it out by like 10. But I have the full expectation that this will be a close game going into the fourth quarter. It's just hard for me to pick Arizona to go on the road and beat a team that uh, can score points whenever they want, basically. But Arizona can also score points whenever it's they want. It's going to come down. This sounds, I hate saying this. It's going to come down to who plays the cleaner game. And luck. Maybe a little cleaner luck. game. If Michael Penix is turning it over, if he's making it hard on himself, if he's bending over. Okay, nope. If he's making it hard on himself, uh, <laughs> you know Arizona can win this game. If Jaden Delora comes out and he's erratic and a little too emotional, Washington's going to win this game. Penalties, turnovers, the team with less is going to win this game. Wow, scintillating analysis from Jason Shear. Shove it up once again. Shove side. Shoves up. Shoves oh my up. God! Forks, Shev, down. forks down, shoves up. I like it. The Huskies will get neutered on Saturday. <laughs> wow! All right. Okay. So, with that being said, what you're not asking? What I? Oh, you know what? Never mind. What's Shelby's prediction? I'm oh, I'm just, glad you asked, Jason. Arizona 170, I'm just Washington negative liver four. For this podcast, I know I'm not All right, important. What's your uh, What's your prediction, Shelby? How many points will Arizona win by? Um, I'm still gonna keep it close. Like last time. <laughs> um, but yeah, like probably by a field goal. I still think it's going to be pretty close. Arizona by a field goal, says Shelby. She's going out on a limb. She's picking them to only win by three. Earlier today, she told me that she was picking Arizona 60, Washington not even showing up. No, let me ask you a serious question. Would you be surprised the scenario in this whole game happening if Arizona blew out Washington? Yes. You'd be shocked. Yes, I would be very surprised if Arizona went into Seattle and blew out the Huskies. Okay. I don't think they will either. Okay. I don't know why you ask. I don't know what I'm saying. Just wondering. If they do, this podcast will be absolutely unbearable. 
You you always say that, and, and I cannot wait for the lose. day that it happens. Mike, it, Michael, Luke, and I before the Oregon game said, "Look, if Arizona beats Oregon, we're going to do the most unbearable twenty-minute live show with Mike that we've ever done." And then they lost. What's by the 100. most annoying noise that you do? Because Mike makes a lot of annoying noises. What what would you do? Oh, I don't know. You do annoying noises all the time, Jason. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. What were we doing earlier? We were calling Cora with um, uh, the minx. She was attacking a minx on her television. Like, yeah, our dog, one of our dogs watches TV and it freaks us out because she's very into it. And then when an animal comes on screen, it's just like all over, just barking. And Yeah, she's an animal. Yeah. She's a dog. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bear down. Were you trying to correlate husky with dog? Yeah, but she's okay. not a husky. You're right. Anyway, bear down, everyone. Bear down. If you were doing top five dog breeds, would husky even make it? No, not for me. No, huskies in Arizona, they, ugh. They huskies. just get too overheated. What are they even, what do huskies even do? They just don't belong in the desert. Unacceptable.